Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Just a Sip. I am your host, Justin Sylvester. I am so happy you guys are joining me today because it's an historic day for the Just a Sip family and you guys here. This will be the first time we sit down with the first African-American Real Housewife of New York. Please welcome the one, the only, Ebony K. Williams, everyone. Welcome to Just a Sip. I am so happy that you are here. Hey, my love. Hey, Justin. Looking fine as all outside. First of all, I feel like there is pressure on you being the first Black housewife on Real Housewives in New York because it's never easy being the first of anything. And a lot of times people don't understand what I'm talking about when I say, you know, yeah, it's an honor to be chosen to be the first, but there is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure from Black people. There's a lot of pressure from other races. How have you felt that pressure? Well, it, it's an honor, as you said, Justin, it's, and I'm so flattered and privileged to represent the litany of beautiful, brilliant women of color in general that could have um, been on this franchise. So I want to start with that. It, it's an enormous responsibility as well, as you said. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's the expectation uh, that I'm primarily concerned about, which is of my people, to make sure that I'm yes. representing... Um, in a way that, in general, they can be proud of. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Um, am I going to handle every situation uh, as every single Black woman would? No. But I really, truly can say I, I give 100%. I bring my full throttle self. And I truly do wish to be a credit to our race. Then there's, like you said, the expectation of uh, non-Black people. Um, and that's mm-hmm. people in every other race. And and listen, here's the reality. I'm already starting to see it just two episodes in. Roni's never had a Black woman before. Uh, for 13 years, that's been the case. I guess 12 years. We're in season 13 now. And a lot of people are so excited with this infusion and uh, yeah. inter- integration of culture and race. And that's amazing. And then there are people that are really, really, really anxious around it. You know, and they're like, oh, my God. Like Every time I say the word white or black or Jewish or this, and they're losing their minds, Justin. Crazy. And I, and I just want people to um, take a breath, literally, really take a breath, exercise just a tiny bit of pace. We're doing something that's never been, and I say we because it's not just me, it's me and my castmates. We yes. are doing something that's never been done before on the franchise. So as with all things for the first time, it's gonna have some growing pains. I'm having growing for pains. For sure. 
my castmates are having growing pains. If you trust me, keep watching and it is going to be the most beautiful surprise by uh, not even the end of the season, even before the end of the season. And I think yeah. we're all, I'm, I'm better for it. My castmates are better for it. And I think our franchise is better for it. But I just couldn't do it fake. I could not come no. on the show and not say a word and not acknowledge that. I'm sorry. Because you already know. know. Yeah. I'm you already saying. know. Yeah. You know, you already know Black Twitter would have came through and been like, yo, what's up? Like, we're going to point out. And it's crazy because, like, you're watching the show and you hear people talk about there's a black lady on Real Housewives in New York. Guess what? There are black people in the city of New York City. All over the city. In every pocket. We're in Harlem. We're in Tribeca. We're in Soho. We're on the Upper East and West Side. Shocker. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. And it's just so interesting. I feel like it was time. People were ready. And I feel like for myself, I could never be a housewife. Really? It's hard work. I think you'd be an amazing housewife, but go ahead. I would be the worst. It's hard work. It's a lot of time intensive. And I feel like Twitter and the comments on social media, I feel like people are harder on housewives because they connect with somebody on that show. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like sometimes the criticism is too much for me. It's a lot of scrutiny. And I say this as somebody who spent many years of my career on cable news, which is also a a hotbed of social media critique. Uh, Yet, I think so far, I want to... Is it more scrutiny as a housewife? Maybe. I think you might be right. I think I get more scrutiny as a housewife than I did as a news anchor, which is surprising. It was crazy because I knew you from your time as a, a broadcaster And Mm -hmm. you taking a stand against things that weren't the most popular are the things that people were afraid to say. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time where you were fearful for your life? Or do you look back now and you Mm -hmm. see how the capital went down? Do you ever, you know, say, do you ever look back and say, oh, my God, that could have been me. I could have been attacked. Yeah. I mean, I knew I could have been attacked in, though, sweetheart, because people were saying it like when I. Um, you know, really was unapologetically confrontational uh, during the Charlottesville attacks. You know, people were like, don't let me find you on the streets of New York. It's going to be over for you because they were so triggered and so uh, just, just so just put off by the audacity that I, as a woman, as a black woman, I'm sure, as just a, a, a civilian who believes in our country's democracy, and, and ideals around equality and justice for all. Yeah, there was a lot of hostility around that. And was I aware of it? Of course. I just felt like if, if I was going to work there um, and represent what I felt was an important representation of Black educated womanhood on that network that so desperately needed it, and in that moment, I wasn't going to say I should just quit because I had yeah. no purpose for being there at that point. So I had to do it, and I would do it again. And you don't think about the bag because, you know, sometimes you see people on TV and I should be more like this where I'm just like, the bag is so good. I just can't blow it up right here. But you were like, the bag. I'm going to do this. Yeah. My mom was like, girl, you sure? Uh (laughs) (laughs) And and listen, that's a parent's, you know, concern. And I respect it. I just feel like I'm a woman of faith also. And God's going to always provide a bag. I just truly believe that. You know, for those of us, you know, like, and I can already tell this in you, Justin, you know, you've been on Revolt Black News. We've done the thing. You are also hardworking, a work ethic like no other, exceptionally talented. And for people like us, there were all, it's true, 
people always have an opportunity for people like us. So, um, and just trusting that process is a part, I think, of our success mandate. And so, yeah. you know, listen, I, not for nothing, it did cost me. I mean, I was not at Fox News very much longer in a high profile role after I chose to do that. But I knew that going into it and I was more than OK with it. And I can tell you that there's such great life on the other side. Let me ask you this question, because I'm so interested in this mm. whole thing. And for you guys who don't know, we're not getting political. This is not a political show. You know, no. we're just talking about when you're on the other side of something in a space that's sometimes one-sided, it is sometimes hard to talk about or to express your feelings without the fear of being let go, fired, or your role decreasing, which happened in Ebony's case. Yep. But I want to know, let's say the tables were turned. Let's say mm -hmm. that Barack Obama had done the same thing mm -hmm. in Charlottesville, but it was black people with tiki torches and mm -hmm. he had told black people to storm the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Would you have had the same criticisms for him? Probably even more so because his ass should definitely know better. You know what I mean? But, and listen, <laughs> listen. And no, you know? Yes, yes. And I would have actually probably had at least as much, if not more scrutiny, because there is a thing in our culture and in communities of oppressed people that says, we don't air our dirty laundry amongst mixed company. And while I, yes. get, I get where that comes from, Justin, I, you know, people, you can Google. I have been very critical also of President Obama around certain that he did that I didn't like when he was in office. And I, and I paid the price for that too, because right is right and wrong is wrong. So like you said, this isn't about political, this is about humanity. Right yeah. is right and wrong is wrong. And for those of us that are privileged to sit in any of these spaces, cable news, entertainment news, don't matter. Reality TV, I think we have a moral obligation to tell the truth. I really believe yeah. that. And I think when we I fail to do, do that, yeah, that's a stain on our humanity. So that's, that's where I am on it. For sure. You know, it's so crazy. One of my closest friends in the world is Kyle Richards. She and her best friend on the show have since broken up, Lisa Vanderpump. And mm -hmm. there are times when things come up about the two of them. And if I don't immediately condemn Kyle for something, people say, oh, my God, you know, it's just because she's your friend, you're biased. I'm like, no, 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 honey, check the tapes. Because there were times on TV, I have told Kyle, maybe you you have you went too far. And there are times where she has admitted that, oh, maybe I went too far. I was wrong for this. And I apologize. Like, I'm the first to say when somebody has up, especially in your point, if they're close to me or my community, because mm -hmm. yes, we are harder on each other because we yes. expect more from one another. And we also know what it's like to finally get a seat at the table Yes, and what you have to do when you get there. Absolutely. You have to make it better for the next person, you know, like that's really important. So absolutely. I love that. Um, it's about to get spicy on the next episode. It is, it is. Um, the next two in particular are about to be, whoo, child. Um, and really from there on, it's just spice, jalapeno, habanero, all Everything. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because, you know, a lot of times when you're the only black person in a space, you become Mrs. Frizzle, the bitch from the magic school bus, and then yep. you're teaching bitches left and right. And for me, I don't mind if somebody wants to educate themselves mm -hmm. or somebody, somebody wants the education and somebody wants to open their hearts and minds. And I'm just that person to do it. I don't mind doing that if I like the person. Yeah. When you're on Real Housewives in New York, do you feel like 
that was the case for you, that people just expected you to come with all these answers and you should just be okay with being the teacher? Well, you know, it's a mixed, it's a mixed answer on that one, Justin, because as you know, you heard me say in the trailer, I'm not talking more than this bitch and I can't be teaching y'all every damn thing. But yes. the reality is it's my nature. I'm similar to you in that it is my nature. I have a degree in black uh, studies and, and cultural studies and I do have an innately high threshold for doing this work. Um, it is my life's work with uh, non-black people and within our own black community. Thus what I do at Revolt Black News, right? So uh, some of my castmates, I do think, pulled, kind of pulled up the proverbial chair and class was in session and they were, to their credit though, I'm, I'm like you, if you really have a heart and mind for yeah. openness and expansion, I, I, I'm here for it. But what yes. I'm not going to do is force feed you. So if you are hostile, to the information. If you are hostile and you are and you are complicit in your willful ignorance around these issues, I'm not going to force your hand. That's what I'm not. Amen. Say. Yeah. But how do you tell between because a lot of times, yes, mm -hmm. some people are hostile around certain things. And then there are some people that are defensive. And they get defensive because they don't want a mirror thrown up to them. And the minute you say, and not even that it would reflect badly on them, but the minute you say, well, some people, you know, say this and this is not right. And then they catch themselves and they get automatically defensive because they think you're pointing the finger at them. Right. People, listen, th th there's a lot of, you know, fragility. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll use that word, right? A lot of fragility mm -hmm. going on right now in the streets, honey. And next episode, certainly by the fourth episode, you got to call a thing a thing. And what I will tell you is, again, it's going to be uncomfortable for some viewers to watch, Justin. It was uncomfortable for me. It was definitely uncomfortable for my castmates. But let us go through. You see, that's the problem with, I believe, one of the biggest problems with Say it. America. Say it. Yes. It's because we want to go around. We want to yes. go on top. We want to go underneath yes. it. We don't want to say a thing's a thing. We don't want to acknowledge it. We don't even want to say the words. White, Black, Jewish, Asian, say Hispanic. It. And people are really demonizing the acknowledgement of the beauty of cultural distinctions. And what me and these women do, and I'm very proud of us for it, because it wasn't easy, and there were times I think we all wanted to walk away. But we went through it, and we came out all better for it. So I'm excited for viewers to see our journey. I really am. I can't wait mm -hmm. to see it. I'm so excited. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Something that you talked about on the show that I think is interesting is you talked about, you called off an engagement last uh, yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How long were you guys together? We were together about three and a half years and we lived together for a year and a half of that. You said something so profound that is so simple. And I try to explain to my friends this all the time. And it, it's almost like I'm speaking another language, but you said that it was harder to get out of the relationship because you were afraid to start over. You didn't want to start over. I didn't. 
And it's so interesting that we are so afraid to do what we've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years, which is live alone. Like what, like what's so foreign at that moment? Cause I've never been in that position where I didn't, I was afraid to start over. So what's interesting about me con confessing that to myself, because that's really the true tea of the confession. It was, I was saying it to Leah, but if I had to tell you brother, how long it took me to say it to my own self, uh, that's truly the progress. So I'll start over in a career, like I just told you, never been afraid to pay the price of disrupting a space. Honey, I practice law, I've been in talk radio. So I've never been afraid to start over in any space except my love life. And I think that that comes from a place of uh, what I kind of misconceive around loyalty, you know, mm. this notion of a loyalty and also a notion of being afraid of giving up on something too fast. You know, mm. and like, okay, well, I want to make, and you know what? I'm glad this is my therapy for the day, brother. I had a starter, I had a starter marriage. Um, it's not something that is worth, it's, it's not even a lot of story to it. Basically just know I've met and married a lovely person. We were not meant to be, and we're divorced within a year, but I carried such shame. I really, truly did. I had such shit because I was a type A overachiever and it never really, truly failed. And when I divorced that man at the age of 26, 27 years old, that was failure for me. Because you and always got what yes, you wanted in life. I always, you wanted to be I, a lawyer. Yeah, you figured it, it out. I wanted to, you know, be a national broadcaster. It happened, you know. So to fail as a wife and to fail, at least in my perception at the time, in the confines of a marriage, I carried that shame. And so I think I stayed in my last relationship because I wanted to succeed and then I realized success is not just the staying in it to stay in it it's the mm. staying in it when it's fruitful when it's when it's truly harmonious and when it is productive 100% I feel like though and you can stop me at any point culturally we grew up in a in a culture where women especially black women mm -hmm. don't like to leave mm -hmm. even when they know something is not great for them and you know growing up in a black in black culture i get it but working in white homes in beverly mm. hills and in new york i realize that women of different races do the same thing mm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy now because i always would say oh you know i think just as a culture like we're so afraid to leave and maybe it's a shame maybe mm -hmm. it's like i don't know what i'm going to do myself but i see women on the upper east side doing the oh, they same stay thing as well. mm -hmm. they stay as well for different reasons but they stay mm-hmm and which actually, is weird it, it's it's interesting it's one of those places where you know as i say in the second episode i have not been in a exclusively white social setting really since high school. So I was experiencing some culture shock when Leah brought me into this group of women. But one of the places you'll start to see soon that we start connecting cross-culturally is the issue of love and relationships in men. Because like yeah. you're saying, Justin, Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, indigenous, we all are women and yes. even generationally, because you know there's an age gap obviously with me and most of these women. And it still remains true that we all have that hesitation, that fear, that shame element to being unsuccessful in love when we are so yes. successful in every other aspect of life. And it's a place, especially Sonia Morgan and I, we forge a very deep and powerful connection.
I love that. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of times Sonia Morgan, people misconstrue her words and people com- confuse the fact that or, or get upset at the fact that she is still hell bent, that she is not a Morgan anymore. But look, if my if I had a f-ing life that mm-hmm. was yachts and townhouses and homes in the south of France mm-hmm. and all Preston, of a sudden. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And the minute somebody pulled that rug from under me and I was sitting here trying to figure out how I was going to make my life work and raise a daughter. Yeah, damn right it was going to come up every time I got drunk, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I bet, bet you Juanita Jordan still talks about, damn, I was Michael Jordan's ex-wife. Can you believe that motherfucker did that to me? Like, I'm sure it still comes up. Because it's identity, you know? right? And again, I yes. think we all should have some empathy for that. I think because we're newer friends of Sonia, Leah and I, we have, you know, frankly, more tolerance for her being kind of stuck on the Sonia Morgan loop. Uh, but, but we are still trying to encourage her, Justin, to... The best years of Sonia Morgan's life are not behind her. That is a lie in the name of, you know, whatever. We are moving forward, my dear, because there is such beauty ahead for Sonia. And we really work to get her to see that this season. I love that. I I really do. And because I feel like Sonia Morgan is stuck in that world. And you know what? Luann was still calling herself the Countess for a very long time. You know, and and making fun of Sonia Morgan. But... Luann was kind of stuck in it too for a hot minute. And um, Ramona still quarantining with Mario. I mean, listen, I think those women all really loved the lives that they lived when they were married and raising their kids. I think that's the reality. And so mm-hmm. I think it's been difficult for them to find some, that same level of purpose and happiness and productivity in this stage of their life. But what I am happy to say is that all of them have it. And it's just a matter of them recognizing it and, and leaning into this beautiful aspect of their life as well. Now, I love that you aren't afraid to say that you don't want to date a broke man. No, and I think a lot of times we get in trouble, including myself, when we say we want somebody with an ambition, with a 401k, with, you know, some stock options. And I feel like if a woman says that or a gay man says that, we're immediately gold diggers. Yeah, and here's why I don't even give that any energy. Because last I checked, Brother Dustin, you are working your ass off. You are working your ass off. You you are a man of, of, of position in society, of, of position it. financially. And why Say would it. you ever, ever, ever be with a partner, which is what we're talking about here. We're not 25. This isn't about the cutest guy on the football team. Get the hell out Thank of here. You. Thank you. We are you. looking to, to join life. And, and a part of that is join assets and opportunity to build wealth with. What are we talking about? See, we got to tell the truth and be, and be adults. Um, Amen. And so if, and if that's what we're talking about, of course, I am not looking to partner with someone that at least doesn't bring to the table what I bring to the table. And that's it. And she said it. That's it. If you guys have not seen Real Housewives of New York, let me just tell you how this woman came into the first scene. First of all, she was looking fabulous on a walk in Central Park. And the first thing out of her mouth was, I don't care. I will take a doo-doo in front of a man. I I do not care. I dated my ex-boyfriend for four years, and he did never, he never in his life could claim that he knew when I took a because I could not. You couldn't. Like, I have a friend that's the same way, that she will try, and it's like her bowels clench up or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't empathize, Justin. I'm sorry, honey. I cannot allow any man to obstruct my bowel movements. 
They have to run on a regular basis. Uh, I'm a human. We ate. You know this. You know what time it is. But that's, that's just me. That's just me. Well, let me ask you a question. I know a lot of girls who their man has never seen them without their hair on or without their face oh. on. How long do you go until you let a man see you with that top knot? So the top knot, that's easy. I'll do that again three, four days, whenever the sleepover happens. What the yes. tell for me is, and I'll let you see, you know, wake up fresh face in the morning. I do invest in skincare for this reason, um, because I do really honestly believe makeup and hair, you know, clip-ins, whatever your situation, make it optional. Let's not yes. be dependent on it, you know, because then that's for me, at least that starts to affect the self-esteem. So it's one thing when I choose to play with lashes and clip-ins and extensions, but please believe uh, a bitch is not bald and that's important. <laughs> Um, Amen. But, <laughs> but my my real test is like when I know I'm comfortable, comfortable with you and you're going to be around and you're a keeper is when I can wrap my hair at night and put on the good old bandana and let yes. you see the real deal Holyfield. And for me, that's normally like we're full on going together, exclusive relationship, maybe even two months into the exclusivity. And guess what? Let me let you guys know. If you've never been around a black woman, or you weren't raised by a black woman, or you are not a black woman, that head wrap that she is talking about is always five feet away. So yep. in that Chanel bag, there are going to be a phone, some keys, a wallet, and a hair wrap. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. And probably some clips, too, because, you know, uh, yes. if you got a little lit, you know, I got the clip, clip, tie it, and it, that's what time it is. The reason why I love you on the show is because you use the word bitch. And a girlfriend of mine the other night said, oh, my God, she says bitch all the time. I'm like, yes, yes, bitch, she does. And I love it. I use the word bitch all the time. And people sometimes try to start this. Oh, you called a woman a bitch. I'm like, no, no, I said she was that bitch. And you guys need to read between the lines or get with us, black folks, because bitch for us can mean 50,000 things. It can mean 50,000 things. I do use the word bitch a lot. Um, I just have a potty mouth in general, which people are, some people are surprised to see. And people are loving it, Justin, or some people are like, oh my God, you're a lawyer, you're so educated. Why do you speak that way? Bitch. No, bitch. Uh, no here's, the, here's the deal, here's the deal. Seriously, I, I do respect um, everyone's viewpoint on it, but here's the tea. I have earned the right to use whatever vocabulary and vernacular I choose. And um, all the things, I don't have many vices. My potty mouth is probably my only real vice. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And that's and I'm the key on it. that. Yeah, that's right. I'm here for it. Don't forget to watch Ebony on Real Housewives of New York every Tuesday on Bravo. You do not want to miss an episode. This woman with the first three episodes came out swinging. And from the previews, honey, she going to keep those hands going. And don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell all your friends about it. Hit me up on Instagram at Justin A. Sylvester. And as usual, we will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Just the Sip. <laughs>